0: Dougal, are you still sleeping? I went out for lunch. Get up. I need a favor. Oh,
1: what time is it? Yeah, uh, five after three. Come on. I need you to do me a favor here. You remember Ross? What is that? A gun?
0: I told you Sandusky's after me.
1: Why did you get so paranoid? When they started plotting against me.
0: Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster. Oh
1: The Emperor has been expecting you.
0: You're gonna get your mind right.
1: Warning. Common sense <laughs> incoming. Alive. time! Warning.
0: This contains explicit material suitable for children. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is The Blab. Everybody's got something to hide. And the monkey it is, by golly, along the way. I'm gonna tell you what, right off the bat, first of all, hello everyone and welcome to The Blab. <laughs> I'm Scott Phillips, Dave Simmons on location in Saudi Arabia. Good evening. And doing early pimping for a new Trump hotel. Um, first of all, real quick, just some uh, pin, uh, some uh, post-it note announcements before we get started. Uh, Saturday night, don't forget to set your clocks back one hour, spring forward, fall back. The end of daylight saving time. That's Saturday night. Tuesday. What the fuck? No, who knows what the fuck's going to happen on Tuesday? Okay, I said earlier today we'll either move, we'll either know we're going to move forward into 2021 or we're going to set the clocks back to 1935. One way or the other, it's going to be a a party in your party in your pants. What he said? Party, party in your pants. And I got I got no buttons free here today for that stuff because we got other stuff going on. Very excited around here, boy. Are we excited around here? I am. You can almost, can, me- you can almost measure it with a fuddesicle stick.
1: I can barely stand up without hitting something on the desk.
0: That's right. I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my <laughs> face sewn to the carpet. Uh, Dave and I agreed that we've all had enough. I said a couple weeks ago, prophetically, I believe, thank you for asking, that the election's over. It's been over for several weeks. All that's left is the counts. I honestly, in my heart, for the first time in my entire life, being aware of, of elections, have no doubt that you know, nobody's changing their mind. Everybody's got their mind made up one way or another. We just need to find out what's going on. So with that spirit.
1: Yeah. The weird, the weird thing I was thinking, Scott, was it, the early voting essentially made the debates pointless.
0: <laughs> not to mention the participants. Well, not, to, not to mention <laughs> that the, the candidates made the debates pointless. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I said, you know, we talked about this. And yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You know, I, uh, I make jokes. And they're only half jokes half the time. And I don't mean that they're only half funny because I think they're hilarious. But I'm talking about being funny, serious at the same time. When I say that I, I realized a long time ago that I'm not from this planet, that I was dropped here a long time ago to learn about Earth. And hopefully the mothership will come get me before this earthly body expire. But these are the kinds of things they do. Absolute simple common sense would have said, you know what? We don't need to do this. Okay, they've got they got polling inside of polling inside of internal polling that tells them everything that's going on. They know damn well the election's over and all that needs to happen is to count. They're not going to change anybody's mind with these things. Or the ads, the constant barrage. of the, And my wife, who's not political at all, last night said, you know what? If I was in charge of this stuff, I would just pull the plug. You can only do this up to a certain time because of the tremendous waste of money that they're, they're yes, spending. Yes. You know, And they're still, all of them, they're still asking could you chip in five dollars? Could you chip in ten dollars? And all right. So anyway, now here's a funny thing I'm about to say to make you laugh big time. This show is going to be politics free <laughs> because See, we already lied. Like the politics. Well, it's hard, okay, and I mean that in the non erect sense. It's we he talked. Said he said erect. He said erect. We talked about this. We just were over it. Next week was will all we'll talk about is the fucking election. So. We thought, I thought, Dave thought, Dave said, hey, you know what, we should do another one of our patented specials. And I said, yeah, like, uh, Sheldon's patented pranks, Bazinga. And, uh, I said, what do you got? And he said, well, how about this? How about we do our favorite conspiracy theories? All right, some things you need to know on the front end, and Dave doesn't. The Dave doesn't know. Uh, this is the studio. Doesn't know any of these things either because we've been we've been separated for so long. By the way, I got Deep some right. exciting news. Got some exciting news coming up later in the show regarding that uh, lack of togetherness. Here's the way Thank we. Here's what we wanted to do. I said to Dave, get get five conspiracy theories you you would call your favorites or your funnest ones or whatever. I'll do the same thing. Don't tell me yours. Don't tell me mine. We'll just do it. And we'll just do them like our five, as it were. Now, when I get to all ten for time, and also, if one of us has one, this, the other guy's got, we're not going to do it twice. Hello, we're professionals. But, Dave said, after the original idea was cast, you said to me, hey, why don't we do like, we'll, 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 uh, hello, come in. We'll do a, uh, um, rate a record or something like that. And you said something about 60% true or 30% true or how you wanted to rate it. And I said, yeah, that's a cool idea. And then of course, you know me, I took that idea and I went, well, hey, this is the thing. Let's do this in addition to, okay. So here's what's going to happen. After we do the chit chat about the theory, as it were, we will, uh, and each of us will have like number five, number four, we'll count them down like Casey Kasem. Keep your feet on on the ground and your eyes in the stars or whatever the fuck that thing was. And we'll do this. We don't have radar record. What we got is the wackle meter, and it's up there on the uh, graphics for the vidcast folks. I'll explain. It looks like a little thing there with the needle and points to five different choices. And this is what Dave and I will have. We will rate these things, for, maybe for each other. We hadn't talked about this at all. Maybe for our own selves. When you throw a theory, I'll do it, and then you could do, you know, the same thing in return for me. So we have a little freshness there. But instead of just hate it, love it. I don't know, in between, blah, blah, blah. Here's here's how these things rate. Okay? If you're absolutely on board that, yeah, that's probably true for sure and et cetera, it's an oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Now, if you're not quite 100% sure, it's maybe.
1: Baby, baby, baby.
0: Okay. And if you just don't know, you're on the fence. I don't know. <laughs> Randy, Randy Quaid's getting a lot of time on this week's show. Uh, if you don't think so, but you're not ready to commit to uh-uh.
1: I don't think so.
0: And if you're absolutely sure there's no way. Oh, hey. Oh, now. Okay. <laughs> That's the blab wackometer. No, or wackometer, not to be confused with the tubing wacometer. Yeah. yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> or the Giuliani, I'm just tucking my shirt in meter. What a <laughs> fucking loser. Uh, All right. We promised no politics. We already lied. Let's do our conspiracy theory number five. <laughs> Now, for those of you who are interested in wondering and you're thinking, I know I've heard that, not that song. Well, the song is the old Beatle tune, Do You Want to Know a Secret? Wink, wink. But yes, that's Ethel, our friend who has been not with us for a long, long time.
1: Well, she's got some underlying conditions. She's She's
0: 111 years old uh, and still in better shape than I'm in. But she's got a contract and she screamed about, you know, back pay and shit. So I said, well, you know what? You got to at least toss me some some stuff. So that was it. Okay. That's what she sent me. We're not going to hear any more from her today. Nice. But, but, nice. Well, yeah, it's good. That. She's she's fine and she sends everybody her best regards and she hopes to be she said these exact words to me. Please tell all my friends and family and loved ones from the show that I hope to be back on the prices right as soon as possible. So she's, you know, she's, <laughs> she's she just fine. All right, number 5, not necessarily in any order and Dave gets to go first because I uh, get to go first. He just Well, because, you know,
1: you Being a music, musician, I'm going to start off with with a musical. My fifth favorite conspiracy theory of all time is uh, Elvis is alive.
0: <laughs> well, there's one that we don't have to do. Good. All right. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh, did you have that too? I did. Okay. Well, apparently uh, the setup was Elvis was an FBI informant who was about to be killed because <laughs> uh, he was discovered by, let me use my air quotes, the fraternity, which is a racketeering group that he had infiltrated. Mm-hmm. and Apparently he had infiltrated it through the sale of his or the purchase of his airplane. Okay. So uh, the clues that he's still alive, um, you know, for everything from the misspelling of his middle name on his tombstone at, at Graceland to right. uh, the, the the body sweating in the casket, which weighed like a thousand pounds or something. They were saying it was a wax dummy. Uh, to uh, Be a guest, Lisa yeah. Marie spoke on Oprah in two thousand three. And he spoke of, she spoke of Elvis in the present tense, like he was still alive. And Priscilla had done the same thing in 2005. Well, wouldn't you think that loved ones do that a lot of times? Because yeah, it's just- uh, yeah. So, um, but just just to give you a gauge as what the population thinks, as late as 1997, as much as four percent of the total U.S. population believed Elvis was still alive.
0: Well, there was a time when that number would have impressed me, but you gotta remember we've lived through four years of, of what we've lived through and I don't trust people's <coughs> nothing, know how, when it comes to <laughs> what they think is or isn't and what they're doing and not doing. So, you know, there's that.
1: I can believe four out of every hundred people would, would, say Elvis was alive. There's enough crazies out there. All
0: right, so just so we can play with this little gimmick that I created, here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to, and I promise I won't play each sound each time, but just one more time for the people in case they're just joining us, okay? The, the ratings of these things are if we believe them fully or disbelieve them fully and in between. So if he believes it fully, it's yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And if it's kind of sort of... Baby, baby. And if you're not sure... I don't know. <laughs> And if you're not sure, but you're really not thinking so. I
1: don't think so. And
0: you're absolutely against it. Oh, hell no. All right. So you personally, how would you rate this conspiracy
1: theory with Elvis? Me personally, I would say, oh, hell no.
0: Oh, hell no.
1: How about you? What is your opinion? of Well, I'll tell you.
0: Well, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you're probably going to hear that from me a lot, this program, because... I'm like, to me, this is like an example of, the other example would be something more philosophical, let's say, like religion, okay? Or, or more to the point, not God necessarily, but Jesus. I consider myself, I've said it before, I consider myself a a uh, respectful agnostic. I don't disbelieve, but I, and I understand faith is the whole thing with you're supposed to believe whether you can see it or not, and that's the point, and I get that too, but I don't know. I just, I don't know enough about there's too many opportunities that he would have had. I don't. I don't buy the FBI informant and all that other bullshit. I think that's. But I think a guy like that, at the age of 42, who was so isolated and so lonely, probably, and in some ways maybe even so miserable, would have finally just said, "You know what? I'd rather just go be, you know, an auto mechanic in, in Dubuque, Iowa. So I'll." Well, what's the f- fake? My death. What's that
1: Elvis? Uh, what's that Elvis impersonator that they that a lot of people think is really him?
0: Uh, gee pick an Elvis impersonator no um.
1: no it's it's a famous one um I don't know. Oh, shit for the life of me I can't think of his name but we should uh, text
0: Alana Nash real fast she can probably get that back for us before oh yeah I over. bet she
1: could but yeah um but there there was a, I had heard one of the rumors I heard was that people thought that that she he was actually this guy because this okay. guy surfaced th- the same month that he dis- that Elvis died. Yeah, he came out. There's too many.
0: There, these rich people in this particular case, somebody, and especially somebody like that, most of the naysayers who say no, he's dead would say, well, you, how's Elvis Presley going to become? He'd have to have massive plastic surgery because people would recognize him and all. Or, you know, well, yeah, there's that. But I would believe that he could fake his death and move to Dubuque, Iowa and lose 180 pounds and be a skinny gray haired auto mechanic and happy as a clam and you know people around wouldn't necessarily make the connection i think people well, just he'd be
1: what would he be he'd be 80 now right
0: <sighs> i think he's older than that
1: no he'd be older than that you're right you're he right. died he was, he was 42
0: Lennon, yeah. hang on i'm gonna do it in my head watch this he died in 1977 at the age of 42 which means he was born in 1935 which means he would be 85 this year 85 yeah wow wow Okay, so like I said... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got it alive for you. Here's mine. Uh, Hitler. And this is an only bit of goody, and we don't need to spend an enormous amount of time on it because it's just, you know, it's old news. Since 1945, when he supposedly killed himself in the bunker with his uh, wife, Ava, not to be confused with Evita or with Melania, he, uh, the theory was that he was alive and that he escaped, Part of it was, and I made a note here. There was a rumor that circulated in the seventies because his kind of his right hand guy, the McConnell to his, you know, to his Hitler, was uh, Mengele, Joseph Mengele, and he was discovered in South America. They found him. Right. So well,
1: uh, Martin Borman too. Yeah. Martin right. Borman was his finance, the guy that handled all of Hitler's finances. That's right. And Martin so Short, he, and Martin Short yeah. spent some vacation time down there. The uh, well, he was sending. Uh, Martin Borman started funneling money to Argentina, and and basically set up Juan and and uh, Eva Peron. Juan Peron was a corporal in the army, and suddenly he's ruling the country. Hmm. So he had the Nazi Party behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, yeah you just you just killed my number one. Thanks, Scott. Um- <laughs> really, Hitler was going to be number one. Hitler with a bullet. Yeah, Hitler wow. escaped to South America. Um, one of the things Put a lot that, of thought into this today. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the things that actually um, just happened, do you remember when uh, Donald uh, declassified that last batch of Kennedy uh-huh. uh, documents? Well, there was a document in that. I don't, I don't know if you remember seeing that on the news that it was one of the CIA documents. and basically said, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was in 1963. They were researching the shooters in South America. Mm-hmm. And the guy had a, by the way, at the bottom of the thing, uh, I got word that Adolf Hitler is alive in Bariloche. <laughs> it, was, it was on a CIA. It was on a declassified document.
0: You know something? This is where a lo- all these kinds of things, though. This is where we suffer for reason number, uh, reason number 72, why social media should be banned and Mark Zuckerberg should be killed as soon as humanly possible for bringing it on us, is this. Now with, back in the old days, these kinds of things floated around and maybe the tabloids got a hold of it and they ran with it for a while. And if your mom shopped at the, or like my mom did, shopped at the store where there was the tabloid rack and she brought them all home. So that kind of stuff spread around as much as it did, but there was limited, That was a limit to it because of the, the lack of national and international and global, uh, gossip fence, as it were. Now, everybody's got instant access, but the problem is, it's like there's, there's just tons and tons and tons of shit in the soup where there used to be just a few chicken stars floating around. And right, that right. just muddies the water, confuses everything, and so then it really boils down to.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, uh, remember I told you about that series, Hunting Hitler, that was on the History Channel? Right. Um, that was run by an, by a, an ex-CIA director, and, uh, the guy that wrote *Gray Wolf*, which was the uh, the book about Hitler's escape to um, South America, and they determined after you know three seasons of of running down every possible lead in South America that it was plausible and probable that he survived the war and escaped because they never found a body. There's there's no evidence of him him ever dying. Martin Bormann was his right hand man. He fathered a daughter they have a daughter in South America they found his actual daughter and interviewed her and then when when the Nazi hunters plucked um, who was the guy that was working at at the Mercedes factory and uh, the uh, the Mossad plucked him and took him back and hung him Uh, shit Eichmann yeah Eichmann Eichmann. Mm -hmm. yeah when, when, when they grabbed Eichmann Martin Borman left his family and disappeared and he was never seen or heard from again, some more of that Nazi
0: bravery we all became so <laughs> respectful of back in the day yeah, there's but, the- uh,
1: but yeah so uh, uh, the uh, the CIA director so i'm I'm gonna go with um i I think I think that one could be true well, is that a maybe or a yeah maybe, maybe
0: baby. okay. I paid a lot of money for these (laughs) soundbites. Might as well use them. We're going to use them, damn it. And when we do what we're going to start doing in a week or two, we'll use more of that because that's all we'll have. But that's another story for another time. Okay. So we're talking about, if you're just joining us and you're wondering, what's the matter, man? These guys aren't talking about Trump and it's so refreshing. Well, you're damn right. We're more, you know, we got more going on than that. We're talking about stuff to make us proud to be Americans. We're talking about favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I got telemarketers now. All right, I'm going to put the screen call on there and that's going to make them crazy. Excuse me while I have to do this thing. All right, here we go. Ah, there you go. Let's uh let's kick over to our number 4 conclusion. Yes. I realize an old old fade. They're giving me old sound clips. Did you hear the fade in that? It's just an old thing. Um I just dawned on me. Maybe I was harsh. I should have been not so abrupt with that phone call. Maybe that was Martin Borman checking in from <laughs> Flagstaff, Arizona. A, I am here with you with the funeral. Everything be fine. Okay. Because the chances are pretty good. Now I really didn't even it never crossed my mind that Hitler would be on your list, but then I forgot because you're such a young guy. I forgot that you were into that hunting Hitler thing and all that. So, so basically oh, yeah, let's, yeah. so let's do this. Let's keep the, instead of switching it back and forth and taking turns and all that, you know, goofball shit. Let's just do like we've been doing. You go first on your number four, and then I'll follow up depending on what do you got.
1: Okay. Um, my number four is one that 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 I always laughed at until like I saw some of the scientific stuff, and then I I said, well, maybe this could possibly be, but then I was like, it's bullshit. But uh, the alien moon base <laughs> is the reason why we've never been back to the moon. Uh huh. Have you heard that one before?
0: Not that one, no.
1: Okay, well, basically, uh,
0: which alien moon base, the the moon base, the aliens put there or the alien. Well, yes, we there? Um,
1: apparently the last time we were there in 1972, we we supposedly discovered that the moon has is occupied by an advanced race of aliens. And basically, they banned us from coming back to the moon. (laughs) And the supposed proof lies. And let me guess. uh, um, Let
0: me guess. They built a wall and they got Venus to pay for it.
1: This was locker room talk. Shut up. So apparently some of the lunar rocks that, that we brought back from, from the moon landing, uh-huh. uh, they contain processed metals, uh, such as brass, uranium 236, and, uh, neptunium 237. Neptunian. Now these elements have never been found to occur naturally. So that was one of the things. Uranium-236 is a radioactive nuclear waste, which basically so now, is found. I, I, missed, I missed
0: a jump or something, or I wasn't totally zoomed in. Where did these rocks, that that stuff come from when they oh, brought it back? It
1: came from our, yeah, we brought it back from the moon.
0: Okay, well, then why couldn't it have been gotten back from the moon without there having to be any alien base and, and you know, sho- they just picked it up and brought it back, and that's what they found. Well, no, no,
1: we brought it back, but the, 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 the things they found in the rocks led them to believe that... um <laughs> You know, it's spent nuclear, re- reprocessed nuclear power, things of that nature. So it's okay. a, supposedly a nuclear powered alien base on the moon's surface. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, there, people sh- show, and it's located on the dark side of the moon. Well, of course it is. Uh, yeah, along with Pink Floyd. You can't hide shit on the light side of the moon. People would be able to see it. So I started doing some digging myself just to kind of find out, you know, why, what, I mean that's an that's an obvious question. Why haven't we been back since nineteen seventy two? I and uh so I started digging. Okay. The real reason, um NASA's NASA's budget peaked at four percent
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the uh federal the annual federal budget in nineteen sixty five. For the fa- for the past forty plus years, it's been about one percent of the federal budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. For the last 11 years, it's been less than that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, basically it's, it's money. We, the, Mm -hmm. every administration that has tried to get additional funding for NASA has been shot down either by the, you know, by the House or the Senate. Mm -hmm. Um, the last president actually to, to try to get additional funding to go to the moon was, was Trump and he tried to get an extra 1.6 billion for NASA, mm-hmm. but that was, that was shot down mm-hmm. by, by his own people. Mm-hmm. The Antichrist, your friend. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. Mitch. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, so, you know, it, it, the reason we haven't been back to the moon is not that there's an alien base there telling us to stay away. It's there, it's, it's, it's it's a, uh, it's a Senate and a House that are telling us to start.
0: All right. So on the, uh, so on the old wacometer you got, yeah, maybe, don't know, don't think, or hell no. What are you saying? No, hell no. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Okay. Um.
1: What is your opinion?
0: Well, let me, first of all, I realized I forgot something you mentioned. You mentioned the Antichrist, and I, I forgot to mention, not to go too far back, but rewinding a little, this thing with Hitler being alive. My summation on that whole thing was, that my concern after all these because he'd be like 187 years old there's not a whole lot he could do and besides donald and assorted other clowns are doing a nice job of, of you know taking over civilization now so he'd be like old news but my concern isn't that hitler is is still alive Well, no
1: they said he died in.
0: yeah okay yeah but even if even if i'm just saying my concern yeah. wouldn't be that hitler was still alive my concern is that mitch mcconnell is never going to die <laughs> Fire, Remember that sound, by the
1: way. No, they said he died song. in he died in 1964, according to Gerard Williams, uh, who wrote... Mitch Great McConnell World or Fnatric. Adolf Hitler? Uh, Adolf Hitler. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> you had so, me going there for a second. I was looking
1: forward to getting up tomorrow.
0: No. and uh, All right. As far as the moon is concerned, at least that part of it, I'm like, uh, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so.
0: But interestingly enough, my number four, and I thought that's where you were going, When you started talking the way you did, and I went, isn't this amazing how you're just basically right out in front of me on every one of these? My uh, number four theory is the moon landing in the first place because the theory has been almost since the day they got back that it was staged. In fact, I've seen still pictures, and they must be authentic because they were on the Internet. Um (laughs) That Stanley Kubrick, the director who directed 2001 and among other great films, Spartacus, by the way. Did you know that Stanley Kubrick directed Spartacus? I did not know he did did. Spartacus. I am Spartacus. So, yeah, the the rumor was that we didn't go to the moon. We didn't go. Anyway, they didn't go and they didn't come back because they didn't go in the first place. It was done on a Hollywood soundstage to meet the goal that John Kennedy had set in 1961 to return take a man to the moon and bring him back by the end of the decade as he said. And you know this and I got I don't want to pee on our whole premise here but I have to say this because it's a truth. Truth fact and not a alternate truth. Little asterisk on all this stuff. There's a thing and I don't know what it is. I don't think it has a name necessarily. Maybe we could come up with one. But you can take any event. Though I'll have an example of it for you in a minute but there's it's a backwards thing it's like reverse validity let's call it that reverse validity you take something that's happened and then you and it's especially great if it's been a while since it's happened so you got plenty of things to come up with and you start looking for stuff you can plug in and work backwards to get you to can
1: reverse engineer any any yeah, there
0: you go. So they, because ergo, therefore, and it, when it when you turn it around and it flows forward, oh, well, this happened and this happened and this happened, and the end result was this, when, in fact, what you did was you took the end result and you went backwards, putting things in that would justify it at the front end. All of these things fall into that category. For example, in the moon landing thing, a lot of questions popped up like, uh, who shot the event? Who, who was the guy on the camera when Armstrong came down the ladder? If he was the first guy, I mean, who was taking the pictures? I heard that a long time ago, and I think it was doing talk radio at the time, and I think I remember saying in my having enormous patience with stupid people, tone of voice, I said, you know, NASA was able to, assuming you believe it, NASA was able to do this, all the things NASA did in the 60s, and send these three guys all the way to the moon, land them safely, get them out of the capsule, put them back in the capsule, get them back up to the space, get them back up to the which I'm a doodle. The command module, and then get them all the way home safely home. I think somebody in the NASA outfit had brains enough to figure out a way to clamp a camera onto the leg of the uh, landing craft that could be activated. I don't know remotely, maybe, so that when Neil was coming down, they could go turn it on and yep. it would record what he. You know, they didn't anticipate that Neil Armstrong couldn't get the the little slogan straight that he came down <laughs> because he misspoke that. People may not know. Uh, He said, that's one small step for man, one one giant leap for mankind. That's technically redundant. Man is mankind. And the the nuts got on that shit for years and years and years. What happened was that because of the transmission, they were transmitting from, hello, the moon. As he was going down the ladder, he said, because the sound experts verified it years later, What he said was, and the way it was originally rehearsed to say was, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. But in those little (coughs) buffering moments that we're all so familiar with, (laughs) the A got dropped. One of the other questions was, why is the letter C visible on one of the rocks? I've See, and this is the kind of stuff where you go, I don't know. No. So I'm going to just jump right out and tell you. Oh, hell no. The moon landing was not faked.
1: No, it was real. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the uh, the famed physicist, said. Uh, the other thing that they always say is the Van Allen belt, the radiation belt. <laughs> That's you've heard that one, right? Sure. You know sure. that man could not survive going through the the, the Van Allen belt. Well, yeah. we we survived it multiple times. You know. Yes. And, and think- you know what? The most impressive of the Apollo missions was the Apollo mission that ever landed on the moon. Talking about 13. That's the most.
0: Yeah, yeah, Apollo 13. It occurred to me while I was doing my little riff there a minute ago when I said NASA had accomplished all of this. What they really accomplished was almost more dramatic and more, uh, I don't know, excellent, acc- acclaiming, whatever, I can't think of the word, was Apollo 13. Because yes. what what Apollo 11 did was they went to the moon and they came back and everything pretty much went off without a hitch. So the technology was certainly to be congratulated. But what happened with 13 was... Houston, we have a problem. And half their ship blew up and yet they still got those dudes home safely. So, you know, everybody knows that Ronnie Howard recorded that Apollo 13. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't real. Are you hip was, to the are you hip to the not to dwell too long on the moon, but are you hip to the the connection with the fake moon landing and the movie The Shining? No, no. Yeah, I stumbled across this when I was doing my little homework. This is some of the some of the fake moon landing proponents have this to say. And I'm not I mean, I've seen The Shining once a long time ago. In the beginning of the movie, you're told that Overlook Hotel stands on an Indian burial ground. The manager who meets with Jack Nicholson has an American flag on his table with an eagle looking over them. Now, the nutjobs took that to mean that that was eagle, as in the eagle was the name of the craft that went down to the surface. Right. And uh, I was also assumed the Overlook Hotel represents America with its long, brutal history. The burial ground, you know, the Indians how we took it all up. Now, see, right, right. That's really stretching it. Also, there's a shot taken from above where the kid, I think Danny was the character's name, is seen playing in the corridor on a patterned carpet, and the theorists believe that it looks strikingly similar to the Apollo 11 launch pad. Huh. The carpet looks <laughs> like the And I saw a still picture. I didn't take the time to put it up. But it's like, you know, come on. If you're going to... If you talk gonna, about reverse
1: engineering shit...
0: Oh, well, exactly. And if you're going to come up with bullshit theories, at least come up with bullshit theories that are plausible... And not like, in, what is it, Judge Judy says, don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. I'll tell you this. I saw the picture, as I said. I saw the picture of that a uh, carpet that the kid was standing on. a still shot from the movie. It did not look at all like the Apollo 11 launch pad. It looked a little like the Apollo 13 launch pad. All right. Now I got a little special thing to throw at Dave because we've... Uh, well, I mentioned I was going to do this reverse thing and talk about it for a second. This falls in the category of some dumb theories.
1: I guess I'm dumb, but I don't
0: And if memory serves inadvertently, I, I talked about this recently, maybe as recently as last week, this was the theory that the song, uh, blah, not blown in the wind, the song Puff the Magic Dragon by Peter Yarrow, the Peter Polinari, he wrote the mm-hmm. song, was a drug song. That's what the theorists and the conspiracy people have been saying since the 1960s. Puff, the magic dragon. Puff, as in puff the smoke. Magic dragon, drag in. In the smoke. Little Jackie, paper. huh? Rolling papers. I see where we're going here. Uh, Autumn mist. In the autumn mist, Okay, which is clouds of marijuana smoke or drug-induced state. I think Arizona is the only drug-induced state that matters these days. The land of Hanalee. Well, supposedly that was the Hawaiian village of Hanalei, which is known for its particularly potent marijuana plants, and so on and so on ah, and so forth. Oh, there you go. Well, okay. What Yarrow did was he just wrote the damn song. It was a children's song. Maybe he had a little fun and he threw some shit in there, you know. I mean, we'll see someday. Maybe I interviewed him once. We didn't talk about that. I wasn't going to insult his intelligence by asking him the question because he did a brilliant job on. Uh, I think it was the Johnny Carson Tonight Show during the heyday of that theory and said, I'm here to tell you it's absolutely true, but here's another song you need to be aware of about drugs. Oh, say can you see, see for cocaine, by the dawn's early light, dawn being the time that junkies usually shoot up, and he goes line by line, word by word, all the way through (laughs) the Star-Spangled Banner. But this tickled me, because I've known that story for years, but I didn't know this. Mary Travers, of Peter, Paul, and Mary, was interviewed some years later about it, and she said, and she was a feisty old dame, She said, quote, Peter wrote the song in 1958, and it is not about marijuana. Believe me, I know Peter Yarrow. He's a good friend, a close friend. If Peter Yarrow wanted to write a goddamn song about marijuana, he would have written a song about marijuana. Yeah. (laughs) He would have been, you know, don't bogart that joint, my friend. All right, in the category of dumb... uh, theories real quick, and then we'll shoot back to the list. I got a little pop quiz for Dave. It's a pop quiz because he doesn't know it's coming. Here's six really stupid theories from the conspiratists. They have some variety and diversity, but there is one common thread that runs all the way through them, some of them well-known, some of them not so, et cetera. I'm going to read them just like one sentence each, and then I want you to tell me if you know what the common thread is between them, okay? Okay. Okay. And if not, no big deal. I'm springing this on you. We're just doing this for fun. Uh, Joe Scarborough, the guy who uh, hosts that morning show on MSNBC, the conspiracy theorists have that he murdered one of his interns because she was about to rat him out for something, some kind of affair or something. Barack Obama, during several times during his administration, released phony unemployment data, sometimes up to 50% less than the actual numbers were at the time. Uh, The conspiracy buffs have that American Muslims celebrated the destruction of the towers coming down in 2011, 2001 sorry, with uh, dancing in the streets and singing and celebrating. Ted Cruz's father, and Ted can't decide who he wants to be loyal to, but Ted Cruz's father was involved in the JFK assassination. That was a heavy theory that flowed pretty strong for a while. And, of course, back to the oldie but goodie, the guy that takes a lot of shit when it comes to conspiracy theories, Barack Obama was born in Kenya. Not in the United States, which means the entire eight years was invalid, and he was like some kind of spy for whatever the hell that was. All of those fall in the category of "Are you fucking kidding me?" Okay, but there is one common thread. Let's play common thread. What was the common thread, Dave Simmons?
1: And it's okay if you don't know. I know I'm. Yeah, I, I. I let me play back in my mind. Play back in my. I wish I had the Jeopardy music for you. I'd just go with it. Play back They were all Hillary's fault. Yeah, there's that.
0: <laughs> Actually, it was twofold. They were all Hillary's fault, and each and every one of them was used and or made up by Donald during the campaign in order to stir up as much shit as possible, or even prior to the fact when he ran it along the line. They all came out of the orange brain of the orange guy who will, and with any kind of luck, will be okay. And I promised. No, I didn't promise, as a matter of fact, damn it, I just said we wouldn't uh, do politics today. Well, that's it, you know, until we do a little politics later. Let's do the number three uh, theory. Hillary's in the creepy, weird, sick stuff, man. Imagine how bad she smells, man. I'm told her and Obama just stink. Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. (laughs) Smell like sulfur? Sulfur. Oh, Sulfur. Sulfur. I can't tell you what a, what fun it is to go researching things to use as little musical intros and segues. And I got a thing for you. This is going to be fun because my number seven, no, number three. My number three was uh, Elvis. So I don't got a number three. So
1: now what do you got for number three there? My number three was Paul is dead. Oh, no. Oh. Is that your number one? No, it's my number two. No, it's my number two. But that's okay. I'm just going to sit back and watch the rest of the show. Go ahead. All right. right. Well, according to folklore and conspiracy theorists, Paul McCartney died on June sixth, nineteen sixty-six, right? In a car accident, he blew his mind out in a car. He was angry and and stomped out of a recording session
0: because that's when they were all starting to not get along, and somebody said something that cheeked him off, and he. He left and he was he was
1: killed. So, killed you know, fearing that that would hurt the popularity of the band, they replaced him with a lookalike. <laughs> a little bit. Some people say the guy's name was William Campbell. Some people say the guy's name was Billy Shears. Mm hmm. Did you hear any additional names? I, I, no, I only knew William Campbell and Billy Shears. Of course,
0: Billy yeah. Shears in the song, in the segue between Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club mm-hmm. Band and A Little Help From My Friends, if you're hip to the band. And if you're not, yep. go, go find it and listen to it. And William Campbell was an actor uh, in the 1960s. I don't know whether it was the same William Campbell they were trying to shove that in. He was married for... you. This is kind of obscure trivia stuff, but trust me when you look it up. In the original Star Trek series, the William Shatner, Leonard Nimoy series, there was an episode where they stumbled across this this squire of Trelane dressed in this Revolutionary War outfit, and He was a snotty guy who kept looking in this mirror and giving him shit and all that. And the punchline was he turned out to be an alien, but he was like two years old in alien years. The actor was named William Campbell. He was, a and if you saw him, he's an oh yeah. If you saw his face from a lot of 60s and 70s shit, you'd go, oh yeah, that guy. Or Google it while we're sitting here talking. He was married for a while to Judith Campbell Exner. Oh. Who you Kennedy buffs may remember as the girlfriend of gangster Sam Giancana, Giancana who, who was and, also, was also Bang and Jack. Yeah, mistress um,
1: of John Kennedy. Yeah. Jack and Jack at the time that, uh, so Supposedly the go-between for messaging, you know. That's right. So what all that has to it, do with Paul being killed, I'm sure I don't know,
0: but as long as we're throwing confusing shit around, let's, let's well, be thorough a- about
1: it. According to, you know, the conspiracy theorist, again, uh, there were multiple clues in the Beatles songs mm-hmm. on their album covers mm-hmm. that Paul was dead. Mm-hmm. You know, the backwards recording, you know, turn me on dead man in revolution mm-hmm. number nine. I buried Paul. At the end of in Strawberry the,
0: Fields. Yeah. yeah,
1: in Strawberry Fields. I mean uh him being barefoot out of step. Well, you know what? We didn't we didn't by the way, we didn't do our
0: little whack a meter on the other ones, but or the last couple of ones, but that's okay. But this one I think you know what, I'm gonna throw up the whack a meter right now so we can measure that and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Once again, if you're just joining us, uh five choices. We have when we agree or disagree or in between on whether or not these theories hold water. If it's you betcha, it's
1: oh, yeah.
0: And if it's uh maybe,
1: maybe baby,
0: baby. and if we're not sure, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if we're starting to lean toward the negatory, I don't think so. And then there's oh, hell no. All right. So now for you, the Paul is dead. Oh, yeah. Maybe, baby. I don't know. I don't nah. think so. Or oh, hell no. Oh, oh hell no. Really? What about you? Well, you know, just for the sake of, nah. Oh, hell no. I was going to say just for the sake of throwing a little bit, no. I just, first of all, any other band probably could have done that and gotten away with it, but this was 1966, and Paul McCartney in 1966 still hadn't written, Hey Jude, uh, (laughs) well, that right there should be enough, but there's a number of, of, Later on, I would say if, if if this shit had happened, like, say, around 1972, once he hooked up with Wings, I'd have said, yeah, because just about anybody could write that crap. But, yeah, uh, no, no.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the, the weird thing, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, and, and this has nothing to do with the conspiracy. These are the people that don't believe the conspiracy theory. A lot of people think Lenin first heard that and ran with it. He well, was throwing stuff in glass on the you know like yeah this like is glass what Onion. I started
0: to say when I said i was I was wavering, but not because I thought it was true, but because there's just too much that, when you mentioned his bare feet yeah the the, the yeah. reference is to the cover of the album Abbey Road where the four of them are walking across Abbey Road in the crosswalk there, and John's dressed all in white that was the under or that was the godlike figure he was leading the pack You got um. Was Paul right behind him or was George right behind him? I think George is right behind him in the jeans and the work shirt and the boots. That's the gravedigger. Then you got Paul in the coat and, uh, coat and tie without the tie and barefooted the corpse. And then behind him was Ringo in a full vested, nice black suit. He was the undertaker. Well, that kind of, sh- and then there was the little license plate on the Volkswagen no, in, in the back. 28 if he would have been. Yeah. There's so much stuff like that that I don't, I obviously don't honestly believe for a second that Paul McCartney was killed or is dead at this point, but I don't for a single second doubt very much that at some point, John, perhaps even all of them, just to be cheeky, decided, hey, you know what? Let's have some fun with this. Why not? Yeah,
1: and what was the thing? Sergeant Pepper's on the album cover. The three of them are facing the camera. Paul's got his back to the camera. The camera.
0: They're looking down. All four of them are looking down into a, a coffin of roses. Yeah. Or the And it was a bass. A bass guitar is what was made out of the flowers. I mean, there's look it up on the Google, kids. There's literally hundreds of, mm-hmm. and not just, you know, like, what was that stupid thing with The Shining a minute ago? Yeah, the carpet that looked like the Apollo 11 launch pad. Okay, well, if they're launching rockets off of carpets, we got bigger problems than conspiracy theories. But this McCartney shit, there's just too much of it to not. Somebody was having some fun.
1: But it's a goodie, though. It's a goodie.
0: Oh, it's an excellent one. There's no question to it. Where's the one, that was one note I was in? Because I made this was from a thing. I buried Paul. No shoes. Grave digger. Da, da, da. Oh, even down to the fact, and some of it might have been stretched, if you open up the gatefold of the original vinyl version of Sergeant Pepper, it was the four of them dressed in their Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper outfits, and uh, Paul had a patch on his, they all had patches and badges and shit on their uh, sleeves and et cetera, but Paul's said OPD, which the uh, theorist said stood for officially pronounced dead. When, it, when in fact, the uh, the do gooders who checked it out looked at the patch again and said no 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 no, it's a commemorative patch from the Ontario Police Department. <laughs> so, <laughs> but well, whatever the case may be, I think it's a lot of fun they did. Uh, you know, I think I think John, I don't think John would have pulled it off all by himself, but I think he would have started it, and then I think Paul, being competitive, would have said, "Well, I can help out, so let's have some fun." And then the other two guys said,
1: well, one <laughs> "Yeah, thing I I believe that they, you know by the by the end they were all contributing to it." That's do you right. remember the Life magazine article? Oh, yeah. It became a thing. I
0: mean, it well, was
1: a... You know where it said, uh, Paul isn't dead? Yeah. Matter of fact, do I have that?
0: <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: I thought I had that somewhere.
0: All right. So Paul's alive. Uh, yes. As far as we know, Linda's gone. God bless her. But uh, yes, yes. You know, he, he was married to that woman for 30 years. And now mm-hmm. he's, he's been married to uh, this... His latest wife for like 10 years. They seem very happy. And then there was Heather Mills kind of in the middle. But, hey, how many of us haven't had one in the middle? You know what I'm saying? Yes. All yes. Right. All right. Every week on the regular show, we do a little thing toward the end of the show called Rim Shots, which is just your bump bump stuff, little punchline stuff. And I thought, well, we don't want to jump off subject and off track here and then come back and We're talking about conspiracy theories. But then I thought, you know what? This is America. Things are laid out by Curly Moe and Larry, and the two of us can do any damn thing we want to, because that's... There you go. That's MAGA, baby. So I thought, how about a Rim shots Conspiracy Edition? Now, all of these theories are supposedly true, and I'm just going to give you the quick shot, and this is where... A specially adapted uh, Rim Shot for this particular episode... <laughs> The theory is, or was, for a long time, Stevie Wonder is not really blind. Now, the evidence supposedly was the picture of Stevie taking a picture of a wax statue of Michael Jackson, although you can imagine he was probably just dicking around. And there's a video of Stevie catching a microphone stand on stage as it started to fall. Aha, you say. Now, I've seen the video, and i got to tell you, at first I thought, hmm, but then I realized, I look real closely, and it turns out there's Braille down the pole of the Katy Perry is really a grown-up Jean Benet Ramsey.
1: I've heard that one.
0: I had not heard that one before. Apparently yeah, some dude named one. Dave Johnson. It's always the Daves. okay? The Dave-, <laughs> Dave Johnson said that uh, his... He said Johnson. Jean Benet. <laughs> Speaking of Johnson, how's two been doing this week? Uh, Ramsey's parents, Jean Benet's parents, sacrificed her so that she could, or took her out of circulation, as it were, so that she could uh, be famous later in life. Take away from the pressures of being the child star and all that. And this dude, Dave, he, uh, put together this picture morphing thing. He starts with the young Jean Bonnet and then he goes into a grown up Katy Perry. And he says the features obviously line up perfectly. I've gotten a hold of it. They don't. <laughs> At one point, though, I will tell you, there was a flashing moment where, where it was, it was really weird. It was like surreal. It went from young Jean Bonnet Ramsey very quickly but between that and, uh, Katy Perry, it went from Hillary Clinton to Jeffrey Epstein. Michael Jackson and Latoya Jackson are the same person. That's what the conspiracy theory people say. Now, there's no physical evidence per se at all. The two of them did have extensive plastic surgery in the years. And Latoya was actually asked in the late 80s about this business of, aren't you really Michael? And isn't Michael really you? And her exact quote was, I've always been very supportive of Michael. We've always been there for one another, but we are definitely not each other. Now, I saw some pictures. Yeah, If you hold one up a certain light and you aim in a direction, LaToya looks exactly like Morgan Freeman. Here's a literary one. This is fun. Lewis Carroll of Jabberwocky and Alice in Wonderland and all that. The uh, theorists say that he was Jack the Ripper. And they put it together by saying that he was leaving clues in his literary works at the time the Ripper killings were taking place. Not Alice in Wonderland, but he had written a, a, a thing called Lighthearted Friend, which was an adaptation for kids, believe it or not, of the Jack the Ripper story. And uh, the Nursery Alice, which is an adaptation of his uh, classic story, again, for a, a nursery suit. And he put, as they said, they put analgrams into his work, which is... said anal. Anal. Anal, <laughs> anal not anal. Analgrams. <laughs> where you take a word and you jumble the letters around and you make it into a new word. So it stands right. for another word. Ooh, it's secret code. Okay. Now, I did hear somewhere where Carol was also reputed to be liking very much, as Borat would say, liking very much to say nasty things in public about women. And, you know, the Ripper was not particularly friendly to women so I did a little investigating but as far as Carol's uh, comments in public this was locker room talk and Shakespeare didn't
1: really write his plays
0: that's what they say the crazy conspiracy theory
1: well didn't they say Shakespeare wasn't even a person
0: no he was well he was he was his own reality show if they'd had reality shows at the time but they say that he didn't he didn't write a lick of any of his plays so I did some research I actually paid a kid to look it all up and son of a bitch all the plays were written by Jack the Ripper under the pen name Lewis Carroll. You and not a moment too soon, it's time for number one number
1: one. All right, we're gonna start with Dave because Well, since she took my number one, I still got my number two left. Um I didn't take your number one.
0: I just (laughs) like you didn't take my number two. You just happened upon it because we have, you know, we were simpatico. We're like,
1: yes. Oh, I I, number two for me, which has to be number one. Now aliens built the pyramids. (laughs) You've heard that, right? I, I just did somewhere because those Egyptians couldn't possibly have built the pyramids. Uh, huh. and, um, it, it deals with all the several unexplained things with with the actual construction of the pyramids. Um, it, one of the strangest things is they actually face magnetic north, which is impossible to determine without a compass. Uh-huh. And we all know the compasses did not exist then.
0: Well, yeah, but that's for us.
1: Aliens would have been much more highly advanced. Well, yeah, well so uh, that's why that's compass. why people are saying aliens built the pyramids. Um. They're aligned with the three stars in the belt of uh, the constellation Orion. Okay. Um Astrology wasn't a thing yet. I have to then, be confused with Uranus. The time of the Egyptians. Uh huh. They had a sun god. Remember, they worship gods, not stars.
0: Yeah. Um, George Hamilton was once known as the sun god, but that's, there a, that's you an go. obscure story. You got to go back.
1: Um, the perimeter of the Great Pyramid, when divided by two times the height of the monument, gives a number which is exactly equal to pi. And it is matching till the 15th <laughs> decimal place.
0: Okay. And
1: I have a question.
0: We, I have a question for you. Yes. And, and I don't know. I, this is the first. Well, I've heard that before, but I've never heard it laid out in such excruciatingly boring detail. <laughs> uh, here's my question to you. What the hell with the aliens? All right. If they came and did the pyramids and then they were on the moon and built the landing and told the astronauts
1: to go away, why, why do they keep dropping in and doing shit and leaving? Okay. Why don't they hang around? I I think they're probably, uh, maybe it's the prime directive. They can't really interfere with us, but they can give us a little shove along. Well, can I,
0: I, if that's true, and that's an interesting, yeah, good for you. That's an interesting point of view. If that's true, and and by any remote chance, aliens are now listening to this podcast or watching this vidcast, please, I'm begging you, for the love of God, okay? (laughs) Fuck the prime directive.
1: Help us. Please, God, help us, okay? Don't leave us here with these fuckers. Well, I'm sure you've seen the hieroglyphics inside the the Great Pyramid, which, which depict spacemen, uh, helicopters. Specimen? Yeah, yeah, spacemen. Specimen. <laughs> um, uh, what, so, I mean, these are things that obviously didn't exist then to our knowledge, but possibly. They saw those things. Okay, let me throw up. Let me throw up the uh, whack.
0: <laughs> let me throw up the meter so we can get a rating on this, and then we can continue talking about it. And sure. Once again, it's your choices are. Yeah, you betcha. Maybe, baby. I don't know. I don't think so. Or oh, hell no. When it comes to the aliens building the pyramids, where do you fall?
1: <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't think so. That's what he said. I'm not going to say oh hell no because some of the things are a little too. Complex, complex, and complicated for civilization at that particular. point. So
0: I'm time. not. I have to rewind in my head. I'm not sure I asked the question correctly. Did I say that you you do or you, you do or you don't think the aliens built them, or that the that the Egyptians built them?
1: No, no, no. I I, th- I think the Egyptians built them. Okay. But I, I I'm not sure they didn't have. Assistance, maybe. So the question that I should have asked correctly
0: would be to say, "Do you agree or disagree that aliens built the pyramids?" And you...
1: I, I disagree <clears throat> that aliens built the per- pyramid, but I, 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 I don't, don't think, think that so. aliens built the pyramid. But I'm not saying they. There's a possibility that they couldn't have helped. Okay, like most most exquisitely appointed
0: and brilliant politicians of life, I have a firm and absolute rock bottom answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inclined to think
1: not. Uh, right. Because, I mean, you get, you take the, uh, Khufu, which is the great pyramid, Khufu's period, period, pyramid took 30 years to build according to right. the records. Right. If you take slave labor for 30 years, you get a lot of, <laughs> of shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look at the old South. I mean, for heaven's sake. Seen- I mean, but, but, I mean, just think <laughs> they probably worked until they died practically or even beyond yeah even you know what i mean so uh yeah i i would i there's just the mathematical stuff and the 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 alignment of the stars and uh stuff like that is just i mean how could there be that many coincidences that's that's my only question well this I'm is saying, this is the $64,000 yeah.
0: question with any conspiracy theory when it comes along unless it's then the one that we've really only come closest to i think that uh any real credibility whatsoever is the Paul is dead thing and only in the sense that it's probably it's probably a good bet that they were in on it
1: as right, as right. opposed
0: to it just suddenly manifesting itself and being put together but yeah again the backwards whatever that was called reverse engineered validity uh to these things so now i don't i say i don't know i don't well no that's an that's, a, that's an agnostic thing for me
1: again maybe but i'm inclined to think okay Uh, The other thing that gets me, and this has nothing to do with the pyramids, like on you've seen all all of these like animals laid out on the land that can only be seen from airplane from heights. Right. You know, they've laid rocks out and things of that nature. I mean, and, and they're thousands and thousands of years old. How is that done? And what were they doing? What were they signaling? by putting them down. If they couldn't enjoy it themselves, why would they spend all that time? I don't know. And, you know, there's yeah.
0: a... Oh, I should use this. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm reminded of that whole thing with the Mayan calendar. You remember that with the Mayan calendar was going to yeah. run out and the world was going to come flying off its axis because the Mayan calendar said that blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't... It was during that frenzied period that I saw a really... 2012, cute, right? There you go. I saw a cute yeah. little cartoon where it was back in the day and it was two Mayans and this Mayan had put together this big cement wheel and he had chipped in all the dates of the calendar. And he said, he was, whoever he was talking to, his emperor or whatever, he said, well, I'm finished, but I've, I've run out of space on the chisel here. And the, and the emperor goes, that's okay. Just, you know, let it go. So yeah, <laughs> it's like there's always, we don't know what the logical reason is, but the logical reason isn't nearly as much fun, which brings us around to, I got a number one. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to serve myself up a little number one graphic here too. Oh, And it had to be, it had to be you. It's got to be Kennedy, okay? It's got to be, for me, having lived in Houston as a kid, and they came through the night before, and they went to Dallas, and then I was just like, I've become a lay expert. And I really have about the Kennedy. I'm talking about Jack. The Bobby thing is an entirely different deal, but it's sort of the same thing. But the Jack Kennedy thing, that's worth a whole show or five shows. But you know what? No. Because... It happened in 1963. That was, uh, you know, quick math, what, 57 years ago? Um, we'll never know. And it's no. just, it's just a parlor game now to play with. Uh, I, I, I'll give you a full, I told you about this book that I'm writing. It's an American history. It's a serious but fun narrative, if I do say so myself. And I talk, obviously, about the Kennedy assassination in 1963. I, one of the things that I address is something that I've been saying for a long, long time. The, the conspiracy, is it was for many, many years, not so much now, because now it's become to current generations the way the Lincoln assassination was to you and me. It was something we read about in a history book. Right. You know? You uh, weren't, you were, you were you No, were, I wasn't
1: born. I was born, born going the year. following year. There you go.
0: And I was 12. So... That, I still have emotional connection to it because I remember very vividly the stuff and all the rest of that. But anybody born after 1970 would treat it like the Lincoln or Julius Caesar or, or you know, emperor who gives a shit. Et tu. Brute. Et tu, Brute. <laughs> But here's the, here's the bottom line philosophy thing to kind of core it out and not to go into the crazy details of all the things and all the possibilities because thousands, literally billions of books, billions and billions of books have been written about it. And dissection of the Zapruder film and all the rest of that. Here's the philosophical part of this. Okay. We, who were alive at the time, and for many people who were living and then, we were in a, until it kind of faded into history, and then those who still just can't seem to let it go, needed it to be a conspiracy. Okay. And here's the reason why. The mind just has a real problem wrapping itself around the idea that a mousy, God, well, yeah, a mousy, weak, skinny little twenty-four-year-old kid who got kicked out of the Marines, who had mother issues, using a nineteen-dollar rifle, was able to kill, not only kill the president of the United States from a distance, but kill this whole. Because I mean, you know, the, the new frontier came down, the the, the Camelot, Camelot came down. Yeah. It was a cultural tsunami, an emotional tsunami. And the idea that it it had to be something grand. It had to be something. It had to be 52 guys plotting and a global, you know what I'm saying? It just it couldn't possibly have just been a 24-year-old kid who got lucky with a shitty rifle. So I long ago kind of, and I was never... We've got to do, I've never been rabid about it. It wasn't like we've got to discover, you know, cause if, even if we found out now, we wouldn't be able to verify it. So there's that, but, but that was the reason why. And I think that besides the fact that we've proven with all these others that we've talked about, you know, there's two things people like. One of them is free shit and the other one is a puzzle. We all like the puzzles. And sometimes if we don't get the puzzles we enjoy,
1: <laughs>
0: all we have to do is make them up. Hey, here's one. Paul is dead. Did you see this album cover? Check this shit out. Look at there. So, so there's that. So that's mine.
1: Oh, uh, well, I, you know, I, I was always fascinated. That happened, you know, right before I was born. So as I grew up, I, I was, I was in the wake of that, sure. you know, as a kid and, and, you know, that the, the, uh, <laughs> the feeling in America for the next few years was kind of, Lost, you know, swimming along aimlessly. But, uh, so I always was fascinated by that. I read a lot about it. Um, I believe there is a conspiracy there. I don't think it was just Lee Harvey. Oh, you know what? Thank you. Let me,
0: let me throw up the whackometer here because we didn't do that. And we, and we should because that's, that's the big kahuna in my book. So we got, Oh yeah, yeah maybe, baby. I don't know. I don't think so. Or oh hell no. How are you rating the theory? Oh yeah. That JFK was killed by a conspiracy. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm good about you, well, what do you think I think <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you think i would you think that I would say I don't know, yes,
1: oh yeah, oh
0: yeah I've long, yeah. long ago decided, and not for the reason that i was i don't have I'm a big boy now, and I know shit that I didn't know when I was younger that about I couldn't have been that, yeah, it could absolutely have been that, but it wasn't. I just think it there were too many things at play there were too many he was too much of a threat to mm-hmm. too many uh factions in the day, and again, we're not going to get into that because that's that's detail yeah. on top of detail, but too many it was, moving parts, whether yeah. it was the mob or whether it was you know uh, one of my personal favorite theories was that for a long long time, and I still don't discount it totally was that he wasn't really the target. he was the means to the end and I don't mean so I've read Bobby somewhere was where, the target. Yeah, in the sense that as Attorney General back in those days, he was going hell or high water after all the organized crime dudes. And the, yeah. old, the oldest biology in the world says if you want to kill a snake, you don't cut off its tail, right? You cut off the head. If they'd killed Bobby, Jack would have gone after organized crime with everything that he could muster, including yeah, the nukes. That but, is true. But by killing Jack, he basically neutered Bobby. And that but he the
1: couldn't have idea. he couldn't have done the, the organized crime didn't have the pull or the power to do some of the things that that occurred the day of the the assassination well i don't know that's where it gets yeah.
0: into the speculation about it but whatever it is there was too many things at play there were too many possible ways to do it and it was just it was it was too complex a thing to be just this kid Well, and again, inadvertently not realizing we were going to do this this week, you'll remember last week I shared that book with you that I had a friend of mine, me and Lee, and it's remarkable because she talks about how he was, in fact, an operative of the CIA. And the reason people have discounted that so much through the years when they don't really kind of do their homework or they just superficially make a judgment about something. Is he, he, most people know this guy if they know him at all. They know him from the old video clips they see or a mention here and there on the anniversaries and shit like that. And they look at this scrawny little mousy guy in a, in a sweat t-shirt, uh, looking like he's guilty of something. Okay. He's only 24 years old and he's been charged with blowing the head of the president of the United States off on a sunlit street. You go, CIA operative, come on. But, but people hear that and they picture James Bond or they picture some deep dark super secret spy. The CIA has lots of operatives that look exactly like Lee Harvey Oswald did. Okay, and so I don't discount it. In this book, if you're interested in that whole Kennedy thing and you've you've read a lot about it or you think you've read it all, again, I'm not I'm not shilling for the book, but uh, pick that one up because that's you know, and I read through a lot of them and I can usually tell within about ten pages whether I'm going to finish it or not, whether it's just more rehashing of the bullshit or just bullshit. But this one's got something going on. And, uh, again, it had to be a conspiracy because it just, too many things at play for it yeah, to do a, I, a, kid I agree. a cheap I agree. So there's that. All right. Yeah. So then, well, we have good news and bad news. There's going to be an election Tuesday. <laughs> and you decide, you decide for yourself whether it's good news or bad news. Uh, I say thank God if for no other reason it's enough already. Uh, you've heard me say it uh, to the point of ad nauseum, but. And as I think I shared with Dave several times, perhaps even on air last week, it's like colonoscopy prep. Our colons are clean. We've done nothing but shit for the last four years. So let's find out if we're going to die of colon cancer or if we're going to move on and do something else. And there you go. You should vote. It's pretty exciting. If we could detach the bullshit, it's pretty exciting that the the early voting numbers are just through the roof.
1: It was like 75 million or something.
0: Oh, yeah. But I've seen some I've seen some comparisons by state. And in certain age groups, especially the younger folks turning out where there was like, but this time, last time there were 45,000 and this time there's 181,000. I mean, the numbers are really incredible, but as far as it goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't trust. And I, you know what? I think, remember I said this in one of our shows, not too, not too far away when I, I was half joking when I said, I have kind of like PTSD from last time around. So it's hard for me to, to make a solid prediction. Somebody used that expression, and I've seen several people posting that expression. Not what I said in my context, but they actually used it themselves. They said, "I'd like to be able to think that we're really going to have some positivity come out of this election, and we're going to make some really good changes, and things are going to turn around and go in a good direction." And we're going to, you know, da da. Like Obama, he's out on the campaign trail now, and he gave a speech at one of the the rallies that he was at, and it was brilliant oratory. Because he, he, you know, what he said—the entire gist of what he said—was this. I can't tell you because I don't know what the policies will or won't be with Joe Biden in the White House. But I can tell you this. You won't be exhausted anymore. And everybody cheered and said, there you go. And I don't know a person except for the radical idiots. And I don't know that many radical idiots on either side who aren't just tired of it.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all tired.
0: Let's go back to being the normally dysfunctional country that we were and get rid of all this crazy ass shit. You know, so there's that. Now real quick, Dave and I've talked about this. And starting uh next week with the show, we're gonna go audio podcast only for a couple reasons. I won't bore you. Yawn's news. It's fun to do the video stuff, it's fun to have the graphics. The ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people who are listening and enjoying and letting us know that they listen and enjoy the show, they're listening on their podcast iPods and whatever. And you can't play a vidcast on a pod on an iPod, so there's that. It's a lot of work to put the video version together, and I don't mind doing the work. Dave contributes to the stuff during the week, and we put it all together, and that's fine. But you know what? It'll be just as much fun for the two of us to sit around chatting, and it'll be right here on Facebook Live and the assorted other places for download. So we'll
1: start doing that on Tuesday. So. Yeah, Scott Scott doesn't have to be so concerned with pushing buttons that he can actually have a conversation. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's that. This whole thing inspired a long time ago, a year and a half ago, whenever we started this thing, Dave and I used to sit at the golf course and just chit-chat for 20 minutes or half an hour at a time, and he would throw me things like, hey, did you read this? Kind of like we do here, but it was just that. And he's the one who said to me, he said, you know, one of these days we should do a podcast. If you want to do that, I'll I'll be into it. And I said, okay. And then we did, and he did. Now, I'm going to put Dave, I'm going to throw myself on the sword. This whole stuff with all the things that we do, the segments and the graphics, and trying to make it as entertaining as possible, that's mostly me. And I'm not saying that Dave doesn't contribute or isn't willing to pitch in at any given moment to do anything, but I think what Dave was looking to do when he first brought up the idea was for us basically to simply transplant ourselves from that table at the golf course to this table with the microphones and just do exactly that. that ain't what we do. But this is kind of going to be what we're going to do. And more just because I think it's time, you know, plus the the broadband's killing me and it'll be less broadband if I haven't got all that video and shit we're showing all the time anyway. So,
1: yeah. And the other thing is, I think it would it'll be
0: more conversational. I do, too. I, yeah, I won't be looking down. I won't be looking down halfway through what you're saying, thinking I got to make sure to hit that button and do that. Producing a show and being in a show. At the same time, is a, is a challenging endeavor.
1: It's, it, yeah, it's a tall task. So,
0: you know, and nobody held a gun to my head. I'm not saying boo-hoo. I'm just saying we've decided to go with the audio only. So that should be, uh, I think it'll be fun. And we hope that you'll uh, yeah. tell your friends, you know, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, ain't got nothing except vote, okay? Yeah, get out and vote. Vote early,
1: vote often. <laughs> and, <laughs> who said that who who originated I, that i did No, oh, uh, no, no, i'm sorry. I, I don't know historically i don't remember i have to look that one up yeah and, and for the love of god okay I, was it he uh huey long vote early vote often
0: I'll tell you what it could have been, Huey. It sounds a lot like Fiorello LaGuardia, who was quite the character, the guy they named the airport after. He was the mayor of New York back in the nineteen Yeah. Well, kids, there's your Google homework for this week from the Bleb. Who originated the phrase vote early, vote often? And don't come at me with Hillary or I'll fucking hit you right in your face. <laughs> I'm not talking to Dave. I'm talking to all the people that were immediately horrible. You know, whatever. Uh and let me just this is the editorial complete and in its complete form. I don't want to hear any crap about it. Wear the fucking mask. Yes. Okay. Most definitely. This country, no matter who's living in the White House, this country is not going to get past this thing until everybody sucks it up, pitches in, and says, what can I do to help? And what you can do to help is wear the fucking mask.
1: Yes. If you wear wear a mask and you be smart about where you go and what you do, you know, I would only go to places that, that have social distancing built into the equation. That's right. So next you know week, I mean?
0: to set the example, Dave's going to be sitting right here about two feet from me.
1: Not really. We're going to, we're going to change the form. You, you won't see us, so you won't know what we're sitting. Ha ha! <laughs> there you go. Wear the goddamn mask. Okay. We're going to be doing the show in our underwear. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> Because Dave, and, Dave, and t- Dave tucks you, his shirt in, and that's not a pleasant sight. And I'm going to give you now. Scott throws these little quizzes on me. <laughs> Next week, I am going to. Well, don't tell me you're me shit. You're losing no, the episode. No, I'm okay. going to test Scott's uh, general knowledge <laughs> of La Cosa Nostra. Oh, great! Well, the there's, Mafia. There's my homework. There's your homework, Thanks Scott. Very much.
0: Week. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the memories. No, that's Bob Hope and Carol Burnett glom together. All right. We will hear you vote. Seriously, vote and wear the damn mask. And we will hear you or you will hear us next week on The the blab.
1: I'm um.